Welcome to the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema interview series. I am John Fallon, your host, of, and I'm from the Indie Film NYC podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Craig. Hi, everybody. I'm Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from Atee's Organic Coffee and Tea Cafe on Metropolitan Avenue in Kew Gardens, and we're going to be talking with uh, the filmmaker of Danny. Hi, I'm Gina Riley, and I'm the executive producer, the actress, and uh, the writer who gets to who's all a part of Danny. Great. So tell us a little bit about how Danny came together. You know, I was always an actress, and I have such a passion for storytelling, and I always loved writing. So whenever I wrote something, I was lucky enough that it was placed somewhere. And finally, I thought I would write, um, you know, try to write a, a film. I didn't know if it was going to be a feature film or a short film, and I didn't know how to go about it, but I decided I would write it for just myself, the idea that no one would ever see it or look at it so that I would have the freedom to be as real and honest with the story um, as I possibly could and um, that that's how Danny started you know and and then I put it in a drawer in my home for many many years after that um, because I was a little bit embarrassed and I was a little bit worried that people would look at me and say what are you crazy trying to make a film or you can't write or whatever whatever it might be so w at what point did you decide that it was the right time to put this together, and how did you assemble your team? Well, the f for the first bit of information about this story was um, a psychic in Point Pleasant. Um, I was just going in for entertainment and doing the tarot cards. I always kind of loved psychics. And, you know, she told me I was in the arts, and she told me I was an actress, and then I just looked at her she goes but more than an actress you're a writer and you wrote something where is it it's in your house <laughs> and I just the, the hair on my arm stood up and I didn't even speak back to her and she's like you wrote something right and I was like yeah she's like where is it and I told her it was in the drawer and she said that has to come out you're supposed to do something something very big with that she goes it'll take many years but something big is supposed to happen with that and that was my first thought process about this script and then um I, my parents were the loves of my life. I took care of them. I'm the youngest uh, child, and I lost them four months apart. And my dad, who is the biggest supporter, said to me, one day when we're all gone, you go find your family, which is your actors, your directors, and your writers, and they're more family than anybody, and you go find them. So when I was in a very dark place personally, I took that script out of the drawer, and I said to myself, just make one phone call. That's all you have to do today. One phone call for this script. And I think it took me about five or six years from that one phone call to this day here, which I'm so honored and so grateful to be a part of, of this and every festival that, that Danny has been in. It's just been an amazing journey from, from where this started. Who, who was the phone call to? Was it the director? or? Um, it was to a friend of mine who was an actor who I thought was perfect for the lead. And uh, he was no longer acting, but he really liked the script, so he started putting me in contact with some other people. So uh, he asked me to send it to him, and I did. And, um, and, and that's just the very little momentum I needed just to start that snowball effect. And I ran into a lot of roadblocks, a lot of rugs being pulled out from underneath me where I thought it can't possibly get done, I can't possibly move forward. And every time I just said, you know, this is what I have left to hang on to. Just keep going. It's, it's that first step that's the hardest to take, but yeah. um, you 
the, the journey. The journey. And, and you've had a wonderful journey. You've been in a few different film festivals before this one. Yes. I have to say we're very blessed. Danny has uh, been in or will be in a total of 18 film festivals and counting. Um, and that's another loan I had to take out <laughs> for the film festivals. I hate to say it, but that was a whole other yeah. money uh, issue, um, which I didn't have. So that was a separate little loan. Um, but, um, yeah, we were at the Soho International Film Festival. We screened in Berlin, Germany, and uh, Sydney, Australia, and it's going to be in Ireland. And uh, we just came back from the Jersey Shore Film Festival and the Lake George Film Festival. And so honored to be a part of, of this festival. I mean, I'm especially being an inaugural festival, I think the excitement alone about that and uh, how beautifully it's been received and, and all the wonderful work I mean it's just top-notch all the way so it's an honor to be a part of it Thanks. and uh, in your day job I guess you're doing theater you also worked in the theater and yes. your director is a uh, theater director yes so how is that different for both you and for him to do something on film well I love that you asked that question because I had a few people who are filmmaker friends of mine who said I should not be using a theater director who's never directed a film. That I was going completely like the wrong way for that. But the work at the studio, um, I studied at the T. Schreiber studio for many years, to me is second to none. Um, and I wanted a director who was an actor's director. I wanted the film uh, the, to be about the work and the story. And I thought the best way to get that was to get from somebody you know that I know who does a, he's an amazing director with theater um, I thought it would be a win-win situation so I didn't li I did a lot of things outside the box that I was told I shouldn't do like this or that and I'm so glad I did because I think it shows in the quality of the acting in the film and you had worked with him before so was there a collaborative uh, you know the interesting thing is I never did work with him okay. before but I knew him from the studio he actually came in to audition for me for this for Danny <laughs> Wow. And, you know, at the time it wasn't working out with my director, and I knew in a hard, very hard way I was probably going to have to let this other director go. And when I called Peter that night, I think he thought I was offering him, like, a callback or the part, and I, I wasn't even going to ask him because I'm thinking, is Peter, Peter Jensen, you know, was godlike to me. I was like, is he going to want to direct my film? But I was like, well, he came into audition for it. Just, again, just ask. And it took a lot. And I had a friend who helped me along the way say, just ask, Diane. And I screamed when he said yes. I think you could hear me all the way to the seventh floor in my apartment building. Um, so he was just amazing to work with. Just really amazing. So what, what kind of themes? Sorry, I had a little glitch there. Uh, what kind of themes are you trying to explore with the film? And what do you hope people get out of it? Well, I was um, in a I was in an abusive relationship. And it surprised me how long I stayed, and it surprised me with how difficult it was to leave. And when I was trying to get out of that situation, it felt like a physical withdrawal to me, like a drug or alcohol addiction. And I felt like when I heard from this person, which should be the worst thing in the world, it was like a fix. It was like a high. It was like nothing I could describe and I could only associate that with, with that kind of addiction which was as powerful and as deadly as drug or alcohol and it was never spoken to me about and seeking help outside um, and I, I, I wanted to explore that in this film 
that, that, that it's a true addiction that probably needs some sort of 12-step program or, or maybe a different type of counseling because that's when it became clear to me. Um, besides all the other topics of codependence and, and you know, low self-esteem and financial disadvantages that might keep women in that kind of position, I, I felt like the addiction is sure enough one of the reasons that you stay. And so what, uh, you know, I, again, what, what are you hoping people take away from this? And, you know, what conversation are you looking to start? Well, well I'm hoping that maybe if someone's in that situation, and I've had a, a, a few women, um, both at the Lake George Film Festival and the Jersey Shore Film Festival, come up to me after and say, you got it. She goes, I never heard someone talk about it like that. But mm -hmm. I, I, I was a victim, and that is exactly it, and needs to be spoken about more in that manner. And or maybe if someone just connects it and say, this is why I can't get out. Mm -hmm. That's not really spoken about like in that term. Yeah. Um, then maybe they can get the help that they need to get out or break free. Or, yeah, or, or, and, that's and great. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's always tricky putting those messages out there. It is. You know? It's hard. The personal messages and their messages to help others. Um, but I was just so honored when those two women came to me and. Right. That's the power of film and storytelling. If you can reach out to a complete stranger in a seat in the audience and make that human connection. And, and you speaking out, telling other people that they're not alone. Exactly. And uh, possibly having some women's shelters uh, use your film exactly. as a learning experience. That would be would an be great. honor. That really so. would be an honor. Now, I know uh, you're, you're still kind of in the middle of your festival run with this. Has this experience spurred you on to, to make more films or yes. what, you know what what's I'm in next trouble. for you? <laughs> I know, right? I'm you have the bug. book line and sinker. <laughs> you know, I didn't honestly realize how much I enjoyed everything about the process, from scouting locations to music. Um, the business side not so crazy, but um, the creative side a thousand percent. So I have two new scripts. One I co-wrote with my um, my cinematographer. Who I, I would just like to give a shout out because he's like heart and soul in this film. He's the editor. He's the lighting guy. He came with me a million times to the diner in the apartment editing. I mean, he's written. He's all over this film. So um, I couldn't have done it without him. So a big shout out to him. And, and what's his name? His name is Saint Howard. Great. And um, so we co-wrote a script together, a short. So we're going to be shooting that in the fall. And then I co-wrote a film. I didn't cover. I wrote uh, the second script. I, I wrote myself. Started out as a short, and someone took interest. It became a feature, and then when I looked at money, it's kind of going back to a short. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're not sure where that is at the moment, but that will be after the uh, the next one, which is called Millwood Drive. Great. Well, uh, I want to really thank you for being part of our inaugural year of the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema. And, oh my uh, God, it's been a, truly an honor. Truly an honor. And we're looking forward to seeing your next two films. Thank this you. This is great. Thank, thank you, you so much. And Danny screens tomorrow, Friday, August 11th at the Queens Museum at 11.30 a.m. So come by and say hi. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you.